You are now listening to Zekaic Podcast, proclaiming the gospel. Jesus is Savior, Sanctifier, Healer, and Coming King. The word of the Lord from the book of Luke chapter 24, verses 13 to 35. The word says, Luke 24, 13, 35. And behold, on that very day, Two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, which was 60 stadia from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things which had taken place. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself approached and began traveling with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are these words that you are exchanging with one another as you are walking? And they came to stop, looking sad. One of them named Cleopas answered and said to him, Are you possibly the only one living near Jerusalem who does not know about the things that happened here in these days? And he said to them, What sort of things? And they said to him, Those about Jesus the Nazarene, who proved to be a prophet, mighty in deed and word, and in the sight of God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and crucified him. But we are hoping then, we were hoping then that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, beside all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. But also some women among us left us bewildered when they were at the tomb early in this morning and did not find his body. They came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. And so some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just exactly as the women also had said. But him they did not see. And then he said to them, You foolish men and slow of heart to believe in all the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to come into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, He explained to them the things written about himself in all the scriptures. And they approached the village where they were going, and he gave the impression that he was going further. And so they strongly urged him, saying, Stay with us, for it is getting toward evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them, and it came about when he had reclined at the table with them, that he took the bread and blessed it. And he broke it and began giving it to them. And then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. They said to one another, Were our hearts not burning within us when he was speaking to us on the road while he was explaining the scriptures to us? And they got up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered together and those who were with them, saying, The Lord has really risen and has appeared to Simon. They began to relate their experiences on the road and now and how he was recognized by them 
at the breaking of the bread. May the good Lord bless the reading of his word. Prior to this day of resurrection, something has to be noted. Jesus had been telling his disciples that a day will come when he will be gone. That even if they long to still be with him physically, he will be gone. What happened is that when Jesus entered Jerusalem, his disciples were following him. And there were believers already who witnessed his miracles. Individuals who saw how he raised the dead back to life. Individuals who saw indiv people who did not the capacity, had the capacity to see and were given the sight. These were individuals who heard his words, who received his teachings with authority. They were all there as Jesus was entering Jerusalem with his disciples. And they were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. And the disciples were listening to these words and their expectation was set. This is it. This has been the time, this is the time that we have been waiting for. A moment for the Messiah to introduce himself to the world. A moment for Israel to be finally be redeemed and set free against the foreign powers. I have been telling you about their longing to be set free. Their desire to live independently from foreigners who invaded their land. You can go back to the Old Testament and look at the history. You can see the Assyrians lording over them. After the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Persians, the Greeks, the Romans, for many, many centuries, they've been longing. And Jesus now was entering Jerusalem. People were shouting, Hosanna in the highest to the son of David. And the disciples were listening to these words. And they were saying, this is it. This is the time for us to reign. This is the time for the Messiah to be known to the world. That was the expectation. The expectation was set so highly. And later, without thinking about what's going to happen really to the blessed Savior when they are in Jerusalem, to their surprise, to their surprise, despite the predictions, despite the moment of information that, gave, that was given to them by Jesus himself, you know what happened? While they were in Jerusalem, Jesus Christ was accused. He was arrested. He was brought to trial under the religious authority three times. After he was arrested, he was brought in front of Annas. Annas identified that there is a ground for complaint. Then later he was brought to Caiaphas. Caiaphas declared he's guilty of blasphemy. Later he was brought to the Sanhedrin and the Sanhedrin declared that he is guilty of blasphemy. After which Jesus was brought to Pilate because they desired that he would be killed. But Pilate scrutinized Jesus and he said, I don't see any fault in this man's life. Why don't you bring him to Herod? Jesus was brought to Herod. Jesus remained silent before Herod. And he brought to him their accusations, but he, he did not say anything. Herod said, I don't see any fault on this man. He's crazy. You bring him back to Pilate. He was brought to Pilate. Pilate had him flogged. And people, instead of taking pity on him, they shouted, crucify him, crucify him. That passion of Jesus 
brought him to the cross and it finally ended there at the cross at Calvary. So if you think about the mindset of the disciples that was set when Jesus was entering Jerusalem, everyone else was shouting, He is the son of David. He is the Messiah. Hosanna in the highest. And yet at the, back, at, at the front of it is the picture of the cross at Calvary that totally devastated every one of them. No wonder at the crucifixion, the disciples were scattered. No wonder during the time of trial, Peter denied him three times. No wonder their faith is gone, their hope is gone. No wonder. You cannot expect them to remain with that faith that they have because the picture that they had in their mind is the cross at Calvary. And that picture presented to them the most gruesome death in the history of humankind. That picture told them that this is instead of the beginning of a reign of the Messiah, that somehow told them that the person that we have thought as the Messiah has finally come to an end. That is why they lose their hope on him. And I think the question that they had in their minds that time, if I am going to relate it, probably they have asked deep within them, how can you hold on to a hope when, hope that, is, when that hope is already gone? How could you hold on to a hope that is already dead? Can you imagine the minds and hearts of the disciples looking at Jesus entering Jerusalem? They were hoping on him. They were clinging to him. They are looking forward of his reign. And yet at the end of it, they saw the cross at Calvary. The Savior that they thought of, the Messiah that they have in, get in contact with, the person that they had worshipped. You know what happened to him? He was there hanging on the cross, lifeless. How can you hold on to a hope that is already dead? The disciples had that kind of feeling. On that day, Friday, Sabbath set in. And then the whole Saturday was spent resting, mourning. The disciples were still grieving and their hearts was, their hearts were still heavy. On the following day, Sunday came. And the text tells us clearly that it was on the third day. Looking at the earlier verses of the chapter, you know what you would see? Early in the morning, Sunday morning, the reason why Christians today do not worship during Saturday because of the resurrected Savior. Somebody came to me and asked, Pastor, isn't the Bible commanding us about the Sabbath, the seventh day? I said, you are right. But we emphasize on the resurrected Savior. That is why we worship during Sundays because it's the time where he, that he resurrected. But the disciples forgot about it. Sunday morning after the Sabbath, the, lady went to the, to the ladies went to the tomb. They, they did not go to the tomb to meet the risen Savior. They went to the tomb to visit a dead master. How can you hold on to a hope that is already dead? They just went there to visit his corpse. And when they went there, they were looking at it. The tomb was open. To their surprise, they were perplexed. They were thinking about it. And you know what happened? An angel appeared to them and told them, Don't you remember what he said to you when you were in Galilee with him? Don't you remember it? And the women re realizing about this revelation, 
they did not believe yet that he's already alive. Instead, they went back to the disciples and told them what they discovered. And you know what was the reaction of the disciples? Many of them, if not all, said, this is nonsense. This is nonsense. In other words, they knew Jesus for three years. They listened to his teaching. They saw his power, not only over demons, not only over nature, but they saw his power over death because he raised Lazarus back to life. They saw those things, and yet this time, all their hope is already gone. For how can you hold on to a hope that is already dead? Even if there was a revelation of an angel telling them that he's going to be, he's, he's risen already, they didn't believe about it. And they went to the tomb. They tried to find out if he's there. But as reported, they went to the tomb, they saw the tomb empty. The door or the, the stone was open, rolled up already. The tomb was empty. The angel wasn't there anymore, but they didn't see the body of Christ. And as I told you before, in the world of law, there is something that they call locus standi. If you declare about something is missing, then you have to make sure that that person is really missing. If you declare something, someone is alive, then you have to present that person really living. If you declare someone is dead, then you have to present a body that is lifeless. These individuals who were called apostles in, in these days, when they received the news of the revelation of the angel, they did not believe it right away. In fact, they thought it's a nonsense. They went to the tomb and tried to check it themselves. And still they couldn't believe it because his body wasn't there. Yes, his body is missing, but we didn't see him alive. Because how could you really hold on to a hope that is already dead? Their minds were clouded. Their hearts cannot take it. And you know what happened on that day, same day, two of the disciples were walking to Emmaus. While they were walking, they were talking about what happened in the past two days. And I believe they were talking about it with pain in their hearts. Maybe one was saying, you know what, I was really not expecting that. Yeah, same here. When we entered Jerusalem and everybody was shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. My, the feeling is so great. Yeah, I feel that too. When, when everyone else was putting their cloaks on the road where we were passing by with the Lord, wow, the feeling is so great. And I really thought that it was already the reign of the Messiah. And the other person said, yeah, I felt that too. I was really expecting about it. They were talking about those days in the past with disappointments in their hearts. You know what? If you are disappointed, no matter how you talk about good things, at the end part of it, you would mention the bad things. I was expecting that, you know, I wasn't really expecting that's going to happen to him. Because I could remember, still until now, I could remember when he raised Lazarus back to life. I could remember when he gave sight to the blind. I could remember when he just said it and the lepers were healed. I could remember when, when, the, son of the, the, when, the, when the child of the centurion was sick or was ill, 
And he just said the words. He didn't even go to the house of the centurion and the, the child was healed. Yeah, I remember that. The other person could have said it. I remember everything. I just couldn't believe it that he ended at the cross. The hope is gone. And these two individuals, while they were walking, while talking about that matter, was approached by someone they thought a stranger. It was actually Jesus. And the text tells us that they were not allowed to recognize Jesus. It was God's doing. They were not allowed to recognize Jesus. Look at verse 14. And they were talking with each other and about all these things which had taken place, 15, while they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself approached them and began traveling with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Jesus approached them. And in verse 17, he said to them, what are these words that you are exchanging with one another as you were walking? And then the two said, Ikaw lang bang hindi nakaalam kung anong nangyari? We were talking about Jesus the Nazarene. What about those things? And they said to him, You know, hindi mo alam yung anong nangyari? We really had a great hope on this person. We really thought that he's gonna reign already and would set us free. You didn't know about it? Where have you been all this time? Jesus was asking them about Jesus. And they were telling Jesus about Jesus. They didn't recognize him. And he said to them, what sort of things? And they said to him, those about Jesus the Nazarene, who proved to be a prophet mighty indeed and word in the sight of God and all the people. You know, in their minds, he proved already that he's a prophet. They recognized that. But they didn't recognize how this prophet is going to minister to his people. They recognized that he came from God, but they didn't recognize how, how is he going to make things happen. And then the text continued. Listen to verse 20. This is what I was talking about. When your heart is sad, when you are disappointed, you may talk about good things, but it would always end in the bad image. We were talking about Jesus the Nazarene. He's a prophet. He has proven himself. He has the power. He has taught us with many good things. But you know the last part of it? Look at verse 20. And how the chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and be crucified. When the heart is disappointed, when the mind and faith is lost, no matter how beautiful are the things around you, or no matter how beautiful are the things that you can remember, but at the end of your remembering, you will always recall the bad things. Kaya nga, pag merong nagkasala, you know that guy, okay sana. but may sana? Eh kasi ganito eh. So at the end part of it, when there's a disappointment, you always end up with a bad note. And the disciples, these two guys, related to Jesus, about Jesus, that Jesus is someone who had proven himself to be a prophet of God, and yet at the end of it, they sang to him the bad note. He was handed over to be crucified. He's dead now. For how can you hold on to a hope that is already dead? 
How can you hold on to a hope to someone whom you look forward to reign and now he's dead? He's no longer at the cross. He's at the grave. In fact, they said to him, some of our friends went to the tomb to visit his body. And you know what happened? When they arrived there, the tomb was already open. They looked for his body, but his body wasn't there. And they claimed that there was an angel who appeared to them. And then my friends also went to verify about it, but nothing happened. They did not find him. You know what they were really asking for? They were looking for someone who is really there, who's going to talk to them, alive, not dead, before they would believe that he's really alive. So this was the thing taking place here. These are disciples of Jesus. These are people who became recipients of his power, of his teachings. They were with him in a very intimate manner. But they lose their hope. All hope is gone. Lana, Lana. No matter how revelation they would receive from the Lord, no matter what kind of, what is this of being that would appear to them, even if it was already an angel, still they couldn't recognize it because the hope is gone. How could you hold on to a hope that is already dead? That's the mantra that rang in their hearts and mind. They remember the power, but they would always say, how could you hold on to a hope that's already dead? They remember him to be a prophet, but how can you hold on to a hope that's already dead? They remember the shouting when they entered Jerusalem, but again, how can you hope on something that's already dead? It kept on ringing in their hearts and minds. And what really surprised me in this conversation was the answer of Jesus to them. Because while they were relating to the Lord, they said, you know, we were really hoping, or in the NASB, we had hoped that he's going to re redeem Israel. Take note of the tense. We had hoped. It's in the past tense. In other words, these two, walking to Emmaus, lost all their hopes. There is no a single drop of it that retained in their hearts and minds. They lost every hope that they could have. That is why they said, we were hoping or we had hoped that he would redeem Israel. But to my surprise, listen to the very answer of Jesus. Because of in, instead of telling them, You're, you are to hope in me because I am alive already. Look at me. Instead of saying that, instead of revealing to them who he is, because they didn't recognize him yet during this time. Instead of telling them, you have to hope in me because I am alive. Listen to what he said in verse 20. Verse 22, uh, 25. Verse 25. And then he said to them, you foolish men and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. You foolish men and slow of heart to believe about what the prophets have spoken. What is he talking about here? He is talking about the word revealed by the prophets. The words that were spoken and now written by the prophets. He was leading them to the word. How can you hold on to a hope that is already dead? You lost all your hope 
because you did not understand what the word is telling about Jesus. Because if you understood that the Christ would really die and on the third day he will rise again, you wouldn't mourn like this and you would not lose your hope the way you are experiencing it right now. If you just understand the word, if you just recognize the word, if you just see it in the word, the problem is that you were overwhelmed by what happened. You are clouded now about the cross because when you look at the cross, you see an end of everything. But when you understood the word as revealed by the prophets, you would still see the cross, but the image of the cross wouldn't relate to you an understanding of an ending, but it would give you a message of a new beginning. You are mourning right now. You lost all your hope. And the reason for that is you did not understand the word. The revelation of God. And Jesus was trying to bring them back to that word. Because it is his way of grounding himself to the prophecy of the Old Testament. I am the fulfillment of it. And they did not understand what the word in the olden days was predicting about the Messiah. Go back to the word. Instead of telling them, hey, I am alive. It's me. Ta-da, I'm Jesus. Believe in me. He didn't say that you go back to the word. And I find this very comforting in our time because we no longer have Jesus walking by our side physically. But we still have the word of God. And if you are at a loss, you go back to the word. If you are now not understanding anything about that is happening in your life, you go back to the word. If you are now empty in your heart, you go back to the word because the world around you would tell you something else. But when you now understand what God is telling you in his word, everything will be meaningful. You go back to the word. These disciples forgot about what was spoken to them. You lost all your hope because you did not understand what is prophesied. You lost all your hope because you did not understand what is written on the word. Go back to the word and you will see the real thing that God has placed already for me to go through. Listen to this. Listen to this. All the while, the two, the two disciples, thought that hope was dead, but hope was walking with them. They thought that hope is gone, but hope was talking to them. This is not only the picture of the disciples, but also an image of us day by day. When overwhelmed by challenges, our minds in that image chooses to stay. All the while we think there is nothing to cling to. When Jesus is in fact with us, is with us every single minute of the day. All the while we think that we have been forgotten and forsaken. When in fact it is us who forgot his written revelation. All the while we think that God is silent and inactive. When in fact we are the ones who do not recognize his voice in the midst of a catastrophe. All the while we think that hope is gone for the Savior is dead, but the word testifies that he is alive and he is on the move. 
This is a wake-up call. Listen to this. For all the while you are breathing, the Savior has been watching. For every minute you are struggling, the Savior has been embracing. For every hour of your walking, the Savior has been guiding. This is a wake-up call. The cross is no longer a picture of defeat, but an image of victory. The blood is no longer a picture of suffering, but an image of the new covenant. Life is no longer in darkness, but now it is in the light of God. This is a wake-up call. The grave is not a picture of an ending, but an image of a new beginning. It is no longer a judge, but a witness to the resurrected king. The word testifies about it, understand it, believe it, and live according to it. Because once you truly understand what is written in the word, you will understand the work of the Lord. You know, in this world, it's easy for us to lose hope because we are easily overwhelmed by the calamities taking place. We are easily overwhelmed by broken relationships happening around us. We are easily overwhelmed by the stressful, stressful tasks we have in our workplace. We are easily overwhelmed by the downfall of the economy. We are easily overwhelmed by the results of the test. And it is announced to us that COVID-19 cases is again increasing. We are easily overwhelmed by all of these matters that our minds are now clouded. Our hearts are now discouraged. But you know, if you really want to find the real hope in this life, you always go back to what is revealed in his word. At the last, last Sunday's service, I mentioned to you that that was the finale of the series of hope. But as I was studying the text for today, I said, my God, this is the finale of it. The Lord is leading his people, his children, not only to hope in his plan. He's leading us not only to hope in his character, but we also need to hope in his grace. Hope in his timing. And in this Resurrection Sunday, let's continue to hope in his word. For the death of Christ is not the end of it. But when you look at the resurrection, it resonates the message of hope. For every situation that we face in this world, there is always hope when you begin to see what is written in the word. They may have seen it as a defeat. But the resurrection of Christ declares it a victory. You have always hope by your side. Look at the word. You have always hope talking to you. Listen to the voice of God and you will find hope in any situation you would face. Today we are celebrating the communion. Not because we remember only the death of Christ. Because if the story ends at his death, it could never be a good news. But his death at the cross can now be named as a good news. And the reason behind that is this Jesus who died came back to life. It's a good news because we are all, we will be confronted by death. We don't know when will it happen. Kaya nga sinasabi sa funeral service, See you, but I hope not very soon. We know that we will all be confronted by death, but we don't like it soon. We know that fact. But you know what? 
Even if we will go through death, there is hope because there is life in the resurrected Christ. So today, as we partake the elements, I am inviting you to contemplate about this matter. Not only that you contemplate an image of him at the cross, but an image of a resurrected Savior with holes in his hands, with a hole by his side and feet, and with a power that is declared not only by himself, but by the grave. The grave is empty that tells and that sings the resurrected king. You just heard the message from Sambuanga City Alliance Evangelical Church. We hope that it will help you in your journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. For more updates, you can follow us in your social media platforms in Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Zikaek Ministries. God bless!